Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. That's great. Well, why don't you find your seat again? I know there's still some things happening and sign in, but we want to keep keep rolling. And um, by the way, just just for you guys, I'll, I'll um, it's Tony Rainbow. For those of you who are wondering, coming uh, March eighth for Kingdom Warriors. So if you don't know who he is, look him up. But there's been a, a lot of gossip on the, the Facebook group, Kingdom Warriors Facebook group, uh, about who is this person. So uh, it's going to be an amazing night, guys. Um, just give me a wave if you're with us this morning, everyone. Awesome. Yeah, the fans are on. That, that just helps flow the air around as well. Well, we welcome you this morning. We, we're just going to sort of to and fro it, if that's okay. And... Um, is that okay? Yeah, there was one wall over there. Um, and so we, uh, Vision Sunday is always an interesting day because um, we're envisioning all the time, but it's a time where we take a day for both of us to share and really uh, we've shared a lot in the last few months about the Next Level Vision. And so it's in that stream uh, and even over the coming weeks and months, there's more that we want to share in this, in this way. But I want to just pray as we open up this morning and then we'll get into it. Lord, we thank you for what you are doing right now. And we don't take it for granted. We thank you for your goodness to us as a people, as a community. And Lord, we ask your blessing on our morning together. We ask that you would speak to us. You would stir us afresh in everything you have for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, um, we've got a few points this morning that we want to go through. Um, As we've shared a lot about next level, um, we're just going to start in that theme about next levelling. And if you've been around for a few months, you can probably tell already, I mean, apart from the construction, that God is next levelling us. He is next levelling us in faith. We're believing for more. We're seeing more. We're releasing more. God is doing more. There's a whole lot of things going on right now that are really, really exciting. And, um, and so we want to, in that theme, Ephesians 3.20 in the Amplified says, Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly, love that word, more than all that we dare ask or think, which is a lot, indefinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes or dreams, according to His power that is at work in us. That is a huge statement. It's a huge statement. If you think about it this morning, how much you're asking Him for, even in in the quiet place, you might not have told anyone, Lord, I'd love to see this. I'd love to see this. Well, He's already planning more than that. And so for us as a community as a church, we're really asking God to break every barrier, every limitation that we might set ourselves. I know for me that there's times in ministry after 15 years that I'm so sick of praying for revival that I kind of give up. 
And then just this year when I've grown a little weary of praying for revival, he starts breaking out all over the place in the US. And I'm like, oh man, I wish I'd kept going for it in the same way. So you, you never know how he's going to catch up with us. And, and so we're always looking to the next thing. We're always saying, God, do it again. Do it again. And you know what? He is doing it again. And so this passage here really is an anchor for us. God wants to do more than we can pray, more than we can think, more than we can even ask. And that includes our church. That includes your finances. That includes your health. That includes your life, your relationship, our school. That includes every realm that he's given us rule over. He wants to do more than you can ask. That's a pretty huge statement. Last year, we began sharing on this, and, and you guys know our catchphrase for 2023 is next level. It is ingrained in all of us, and, and like we've shared, we haven't actually felt the Lord speak to us so clearly at least six months before a new year began. Normally, it's just before the new year, He deposits a word or a seed for the coming year. So He's been preparing this for a long time for us, in us, and through us. But we have felt the Lord say to us, next level, do not settle. It is time to expect things and to hope again and dream again in ways where we might have settled before or just been comfortable with where we were. The Lord is saying it's not just time for a next level, but it's time to not settle. Next level, do not settle. He is stirring something new and something fresh. And like Marty said, not just in our personal areas here in lives, which we're already sensing that at a whole new level too. But globally, God is pouring out His Spirit globally in incredible ways. And I don't know about you, but it touches my heart even here in Little Adelaide, Australia, when God is pouring out His Spirit in a fresh new way. When He moves, everything changes. Everything changes. Next level, do not settle. This is the year where we believe God is calling us to pick up His promises again, to pick up the vision again, to run with passion again in ways that we might have felt like we've become weary in, we've become tired in, we've been carrying a big load for a long time. We've been through a lot as a people and and globally around the world. It's been a very big season in these previous years, but God is breaking through in a way that we have only dared to hope or dream of. And it's just the beginning. We feel in our hearts that this is a word that is very personal for each individual person, but it is also corporate for the entire body of Christ. So in your life, what does that look like? What does next level look like for you? It looks like believing again for things that you thought weren't possible. It means picking up those promises that God spoke many years ago and beginning to, to hold on by faith and to pray into those areas. I felt this week when I was praying, we've had many things that we pray and sometimes we write them out on a piece of paper and we stick them on our coffee table and we just put worship music on and we just lay them on the altar. Who knows when there's areas that are beyond your control, things that you can't do anything about, situations that you just need a miracle in and you know if God doesn't come through, then there's no hope. 
Amen? <laughs> well, for us, we write some of these things down and every now and then we lay them on the altar and we just give them up to the Lord and say, Lord, we're placing these things in your hands. And we worship and we pray and we just place Him above all else. And then we watch and see what He's going to do. This week, we've seen breakthrough in multiple areas that we have been praying for many, many, many years. And I felt the Holy Spirit whisper to me, what about the promises that from long ago that have still yet to be fulfilled? What about the words that I spoke when you stepped into ministry? What about the words I spoke when you first became a new Christian? What about this word? What about... And I actually felt this hope begin to rise. God, you're breathing life. You're breathing life on your promises. You're breathing life into your body. You're breathing life by your spirit. So this year, next level, do not settle. It's a time to begin to trust and believe for more and take steps in areas that you might have thought weren't possible before. God is saying it is. God is saying it is. It's an exciting season. And often where the enemy has attacked you the greatest, that's where you'll see the greatest victory. This week I was thinking about it. Um, t about 10 years ago, I remember uh, when Karen was going through burnout, I'd come to church on Sunday mornings, I'd worship, I'd be standing in faith and I'm thinking, am I going to be doing this myself for forever or for a long time? I mean, there's thoughts that come up when you're facing trials, right? And the enemy comes and he says things to you, which are lies. When, and whenever you hear from the enemy, it's a lie. And, and he will say things to cause doubt. And I remember doubting and thinking, oh, man, is this really even worth it on my own? And Karen was at home unbeknownst to me, and she'd be lying in bed, you know, trying to get well and not having the energy. And she'd watch this little old lady come past our house at Hallett Cove, and this little old lady would sort of walk with her little arms swinging away. And every single morning, Karen would be watching her saying, I wish I could do that. I wish I could do that. And, and that's all you can do sometimes when you're in the battle is watch someone else and say, I want to do that. I want to do that. Do not settle for what you're currently in. And anyway, I'm going to fast forward to yesterday and Karen did a half marathon. And that's what God will do in your life. He will give you a half marathon. Ed Milet, a great speaker who's a believer in the Lord, says this, Your greatest gains and successes happen when you push yourself to new places and new limits. The truth is, we're asking God for the next level, but He will say, let's go there. And he will take us to the next level in our body. He'll take us there in our health. He'll take us there in our relationships. And he might need to get through some stuff to get us there. But he wants to take us to a flourishing land, not a bad land, a flourishing land. But he will draw us out into that stuff. So it's exciting. But when we say we don't want to settle and it's next level, he'll also say, all right, let's do this. And then he'll put things in front of us and watch what he does. And when he begins to breathe hope on those areas of your life, you know that he's moving. When you know it's an area that you have struggled with or you've almost let go and thought this is impossible and you feel hope rise again, it's the Holy Spirit. That is the Holy Spirit touching those areas of your life. And, and we believe this year, and this is a word we heard over 2023, um, supernatural interventions. This is a year where God is going to move supernaturally in ways that we have only hoped or dreamed of or maybe even let go of 
like we shared before, supernatural interventions are being released in your life, in our life, in the body of Christ in different ways. And it's going to look different for each person. But there is fresh hope and fresh faith and fresh vision for the areas of your life that you have wondered if you'll ever see breakthrough in. This is your year and it's the year to take a hold of those things by faith and begin believing the Lord for them. It is powerful when you see God take someone who you know has been in a really difficult place and bring about a transformation. And I used to watch my little Italian lady walk outside my window and she would swing her arms and do big exercise circles and she'd walk the block a couple of times. And and I did. I used to say to Marty when he came home from church, if only I could just walk around the block. (laughs) And I never dreamed that I'd be doing what I am able to do today. But this is who Jesus is. This is who He is for you and for me. He dreams bigger than we can and He is committed to accomplishing that in our lives. So next level, do not settle for 2023. Psalm 126, 1 to 3 says this, When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. And we want our region to say the Lord has done great things for you and for your family. And so we want to encourage you in the, for this year to dream again. Dream. Begin dreaming. Now, maybe there's been loss. Maybe there's been struggle. Maybe you're still going through the stuff right now. Well, the truth is the Father loves it when we begin to dream and have faith and expect even when we're in the desert, even when we're in the desert. And so you might be in that situation now or you may be seeing some good stuff happening. We're beginning to see God break out. And I said to Karen the other day, I said, when we felt next level last year, I didn't realise it would be in every single area of our life. It's like it's almost unstoppable at the moment. We're slowing the train down in a few areas because it's like he's next levelling everything. But he wants to do that for all of us. Some of us have to begin to dream. Get beyond disappointment. Get beyond doubts and fears and insecurities and say, what would it look like if? What would it look like if I really believed God for the next level, for the bigger, for the greater things? And it's incredible when we begin to do that, when we start training our imagination and our thinking to dream again, God begins the wheels moving. The wheels begin to move and suddenly momentum, faith, expectancy. And we would love our region to know of the goodness of God. Every single person in this room has loved ones who don't know Jesus or maybe they're away from the Lord. We would love them to say, what is going on at Harvest Church? What's going on amongst those people? Their mouths are filled with laughter. They have joy. They have, they're flourishing. And, and it's, it's incredible when God begins to stir us. It, I always wonder, does He move us or do we move Him? And I still don't have the answer to that. But all I know is when we move, He moves. And so maybe we move because He moved us first, but then He still moves. And so it's, it's one of those things that we want to move the heart of God. And sometimes dreaming is the beginning of that. 
When God deposits dreams in our heart, it often begins as something that that feels like a wow, you know, really can, could that be possible? It, it doesn't start as a reality. It starts as a as a tiny little seed inside. And and this is something we've really noticed over the years. When God deposits something in our hearts, you know, we either have this first step of I don't know if that's possible. I'm not even sure if I can go there. Or it's the opposite excitement, which is do it now. We want it right now. It's that you know, God. Let's let's do this. But often a seed that he deposits in the form of a dream, he begins to grow and he begins to awaken. And you see that dream begin to become a reality. But something that is significant about dreaming again is that dreams bring hope. And hope releases faith. And faith sees the mountains move. And this is significant for this year because many of us, and we're all in this together, have been through a lot in the past season and in the past years and even still today. But God is releasing fresh dreams. He's touching on dreams that you've dreamed from the past and He's releasing fresh dreams into many hearts right now to bring about fresh vision, life and breakthrough. So begin to ask the Lord for new dreams. It says in the book of Joel that the Lord will pour out His Spirit in the last days. I love that chapter. I love that verse. Write it on my heart, Jesus, engrave it in who I am. He will pour out His Spirit in the last days. And that your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. This is what He's doing by His Spirit. And the dreams that He is releasing and birthing and the fresh hope and faith is all by His Spirit. He is stirring us and preparing us for something significant that He is about to pour out. Your dreams are powerful. They carry within them the seed that is going to grow into something significant. Don't discard your dreams. Don't discard the things that places that God places in your heart. They are significant, not just for your life, but for many around. And there may be a battle sometimes over that seed and over that word and over that dream. But in that battle, God is going to bring about victory. The greater the battle, the greater the victory. And we've seen in our lives, small battles still produce victories, but they are smaller victories. When the battle is bigger, it's because God has a greater calling. And the victory is not only for you, but it's for many more and often for generations. So if you're in a battle right now, whatever it is, personal, family, business, whatever realm, and it's a big battle... Be encouraged. There is big fruit and big victory coming in your life. If the enemy is attacking something, it's because it's worth attacking. Amen. <laughs> so dreams are powerful. Hold on to those dreams. Write them out. Journal them. Lay them before the Lord and begin praying and believing for God to breathe life into those areas. When, when you get around people who are dreamers, it's contagious. It's just like faith. When you get around people who carry faith, it's contagious. And we want to be known as a, as a bunch of dreamers, a bunch of dreamers who go, wow, what if God really would do that? And then when we say what if, then we begin working toward that. And then we're aiming for something which is right out there. 
that the enemy might have robbed you of years ago, but he will bring back into your life. We've seen this so many times. It's like, what? That's coming back now. I laid that thing down a decade ago. But but God does that, doesn't he? And he revives things. And, and that's kind of our next point is Lazarus redemptions. And he wants to breathe on the dry bones. The dry bones, Ezekiel 37, we see the picture of the dry bones with nothing on them. And then God brings them to life. There's some of your dreams, there's some of your hopes, there's some of your destinies that right now are dry bones. Maybe it's relationships, maybe it's scenarios that no one knows about, maybe it's habits, maybe it's whatever, secret things, public things. But God is the king of bringing dry bones back to life. And let's read John 11, 11. It says, uh, Lazarus was dead for days, remember, and he was in the tomb. His body was smelly and decaying. After he'd said this, he went to tell them and he said, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him up. God wants to come and wake up some of your dreams. He wants to come and wake you up. And he wants to breathe his words of encouragement. Some of you have been downtrodden, fearful, anxious about what it looks like if you step out, what it looks like if you begin to dream again, because you've had you've hit disappointments. He wants to say, Lazarus, come out. Dream, come out. It's time to dream again. 2023, it's, a, it's just a funny year. There's all these wars and rumours of wars going on. You ever heard that before? Wars and rumours. Well, I was looking at feet this morning talking about World War III and I'm thinking, wow, this is Book of Revelation. Book of Revelation. This is prophecy coming right now. There's wars, Ukraine, Europe, all over. And then there's rumours of wars. It's happening right now. But God wants to break out like never before. We're hearing rumours of, of more breakouts all over America, all over the world. And it's like, God, do it in us. Do it in us. We're a Lazarus people. We want to come alive again. And you know what? It's funny. I don't know if you're like me, but Karen and I often say this. It's interesting. As soon as there's a sniff of God moving, it's like, whoa, it's happening. (laughs) It's happening. And you guys are so hungry for God to move. You are so desperate to see God change your atmosphere, your region. I mean... When there's, we're hearing, you know, all the climate change alarmists, you hear them now saying, oh, this is going to be the worst fire season on record. No, it's not. We've had some pretty bad ones in history. But you'll hear them say that. They'll say, it's been three years of a lot of rain. Now there's dry stubble everywhere. Hey, it happens every summer, people. Uh, Look around you. But anyway, um, that's what we're like. We're like dry stubble in the spirit. We're just, we're just ready for the spark. We're just ready for that little spark. And I've seen what happens when you have dry stubble and just a little spark in a paddock. I mean, it is unstoppable. You cannot control that thing. That's what we're like. We're like, God, we're a Lazarus people. Come and just say a word. Come and just breathe. Come and just let a spark go off in this place because we're ready. We're hungry. We know we can't do it in our own strength. So we need him to breathe on the dry bones. Ezekiel 37 talks about the valley of dry bones and the Lord said to Ezekiel, prophesy to the dry bones. Sometimes we sit around waiting for God to do it all for us and he's actually speaking to us, I want you to prophesy into your circumstance, prophesy into your situation, prophesy over your workplace, prophesy over your marriage and your family. He actually wants us to partner with him. 
He has from the beginning. It's why He created us sons and daughters, not slaves. <laughs> he wants sons and daughters who love Him and partner with Him in His heart for what He's releasing. And we really feel this year that in this redemption power, there's going to be supernatural breakthrough. God is releasing miracles and signs and wonders again in a way like what Marty said, for many of us we've laid down and we've almost let go of and it's almost been too hard to believe. There are miracles and supernatural signs and wonders being released again this year. And the Lord is asking us to pick up again the faith and the promises and begin to prophesy life. I've said this before and and this is something that I do every year and regularly throughout the years. I write up the things that God's speaking to me. We have little whiteboards in our kitchen and we write little verses or little sayings and little things and on my mirror in my bathroom I have sticky notes all over half of my mirror with God's promises and His words and I tell you what it does. Every time I stand there and I read those scriptures or I read those promises promises, they go into my spirit. They strengthen my spirit. My spirit begins to get stirred. And and what God is doing is He is breathing life into those promises. And what starts out as a sticky note of, oh, I I hope God will do this. I'm not sure if this is ever going to happen, but look, I'm writing it down in faith, Jesus. Stick it on the mirror. After time, I come back and I've read that thing a hundred times. I'm like, yes, God, you're doing it. Sometimes it takes many, many times for our hearts and our spirits to catch on to what God is already doing because we we struggle in all these different ways. But you see, He already has gone ahead of us. It's finished on the cross, amen. And we might have to take a hold of that promise or that scripture a hundred times before it actually comes alive in our spirit. But it's time to begin to prophesy those things and to start with it might feel a bit mechanical and Lord, this is completely by faith. In time, watch and see, it comes alive. Comes alive in your spirit, in your circumstances, in your family. Begin to prophesy life and watch and see God move this year in redemption power. Like, like Karen said, sometimes God will put us into the solution of what we're asking Him for. And so I even look at scenarios that we've asked him for in the last few years. And we've been praying, we've asked him for this, and he's put us right in the middle of it and says, okay, let's go and do this. And he'll put a responsibility because we're the ones asking. So he'll put a responsibility onto us to do something about it. It's not just a a magician that we're saying, wave your wand over this scenario. Uh, It's not magic. It might be supernatural, but we're asking him for something and then we've got to be willing to say, what do you want me to do in this situation? What's my part in the miracle? What's my part in the prophesying? And so I, I look at scenarios that we're asking him for right now and I know that he's putting challenges ahead of us. He's actually saying, okay, you're going to have to be more decisive in your time or your decisions or your thinking. You're going to have to lay down some other things so you have more clarity. And so it's interesting if we really tune in 
He will give us the wisdom and the efficiency and the clarity so that we can be part of the solution. We might be looking way off saying, God, bring a supernatural answer to that scenario. And all along, there's three steps, simple, practical steps to bringing that solution about. We might not be willing to do that, but often he's got his hand out to us saying, come on, let's do this together. Let's do it together. And I, I, I can think of a number of scenarios where I know already we're going to have to step out physically. We're going to have to step into the miracle. And so God might be saying to you, you want a miracle? Let's begin to step. You want something to happen in that scenario? Okay, it's time to pray about it. And not just pray once, pray every single day. And then it's time to ring that person. And then once you've rung them, it's time to have, go out and have coffee with them. See, we are often part of the miracle. When we're, we're hoping someone else will go and save that lost person. And he's saying, what about you? Or, or that word of encouragement. Or just begin praying for them. Or maybe it's invite them to church. Or maybe it's do something really, really practical to bring about the supernatural breakthrough. This is a bit of a side thing. Is we, we, we have all these conversations throughout the week together and even running yesterday, we're chatting about all these different things. Karen One of the- was on a running high for the first 10 kilometres, so... The first 10, not the last. <laughs> it was great fun though, it really was. Um, but we have all these different conversations. One of the conversations we've had this week that we've been chatting through is about rewards and how the Bible talks about rewards in heaven and how when we come, we will lay our crowns before Jesus. But the Bible does talk about how He rewards us for our faith. He rewards us here on earth. What if we had a fresh revelation of His heart for us that the life we're living really isn't for the life that we're in, it's for eternity? What if we really did begin to comprehend that that person we began to reach out to, that neighbour we began to love, that person we began to pray for salvation for and, and intercede for or serve or whatever it is, what if we began to see the eternal reward? instead of the temporal one. When we begin to think with an eternal focus, everything shifts and everything changes because what is is before us becomes temporary and we begin to see that what we're doing has an eternal lasting reward and glory in heaven. And it's a supernatural revelation that, you know, is hard to wrap your head around except by the revelation of the Spirit. But it's something that we really feel God is stirring and it gives us a a vision and a perspective for eternity, not just for the now. And what might be uncomfortable right now in going and speaking to that person across the street or the person that is in the supermarket or the petrol station and telling them that God loves them and that you're praying for them, what might feel temporarily uncomfortable has eternal glory and eternal reward. If we can shift the way we view things, we can see supernatural things released. Sometimes, probably all the time, stepping out the boat is scary. <laughs> Haven't physically ever done that one before, but when we do that in faith, it's the same kind of experience that we are stepping out of what is comfortable into what is uncomfortable by faith in expectancy that we will meet Jesus and He will accomplish what He said He's going to do. And He is always faithful. Always, always faithful. 
We go through mountaintops, we go through valleys, we go through storms, we go through oases, we go through many seasons in life and He is faithful through them all. He remains the same. We can anchor our lives on Him. We can trust Him in everything. And when He's calling us to take a step of faith, we can be assured He's meeting us right there in that moment. So redemption power this year is something that we really believe that God is releasing. And if we can take a hold of that and begin to believe again and have faith to see supernatural redemption and supernatural encounter and miracles and breakthroughs, God will meet us in that place. And we'll see things that we've longed for for many years. Just on that, the, the, my finishing thing that I feel to encourage some of you with is that when... We're praying and believing and dreaming for bigger things. It can be frustrating, but that God often says to us, there's some behaviours, some habits, some patterns that need to change. And so I often feel that for me. There's, there's that responsibility, that voice, that challenge that comes to me. Are you willing to change your behaviour? change your thinking, change your habits, because that then sets a platform for him to operate in a new way. And so I want to be part of that, but am I willing to change some of those behaviours? And sometimes it means actually sharpening up in the area of thinking and communicating and praying and reading and using our time and stewarding what he has given us. And so I want to encourage you with that. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up just as we kind of round off the whole morning this morning with the last point. So the last thing we've felt the Lord speaking to us over this year is that he's releasing new alignments and new assignments. The new alignments that he is releasing is the people that you connect with, the people that you relate to, the people that you spend time with. It might be fresh alignments of people that will pour into your life, whether it's mentoring, coaching, encouraging, discipling. What The people that we spend time with, have, who's heard the saying that you are most like the five people you spend the most time with? We had this discussion at home a little while ago around the dinner table with our kids. It's like, oh, well, who are you hanging around with? What are they like? What does this reflect? And what does that look like? But the truth is, it's iron sharpens iron. And we do become like the people we spend time with. And it's really interesting to stop and reflect and look at, all right, who am I spending time with? Who am I listening to? Who am I receiving advice from in my life? Who do I want to be like? Who do I want to become like? And who do I align myself with? And this is something that Marty and I feel very specifically for ourselves and for us as a house and a church family. Alignment and connection and encouragement are powerful. I don't know about you, but when I have someone who sees me, and encourages me and spends time to pour into me. Someone who is maybe even further along the path than I am, seeing the things that I would love to see in my life and they see something and they encourage the gold in you that you can't even see in yourself. It's a powerful thing, isn't it? Who we align ourselves with is a very big part of the fruit that we will see in our lives. Alignment in friendships, alignment in community, alignment spiritually with leaders and people around us is really key who we feed from. We say very regularly, we don't take advice from just anyone in any direction. We're very selective who we will actually take advice from and there's wisdom in that. 
But there are many, many good people that the Lord has placed around you. There are some who will want to bring you down and distract you, but there are ones who God has placed ready to lift you up, cheer you on, and to lift you higher than they've even been before in their lives. They are the ones you want to look for. The ones who see gold in you when you're struggling. The ones who speak life over you when you're struggling to speak life yourself. People who believe the best in you and who have their life anchored in Jesus. These are the people that are going to cheer you on into your destiny and calling and vision in the Lord. Alignments and assignments. Because you see, when we are aligned correctly, we can see fulfilment of the assignments that God has in our lives. When we have the right people around us to strengthen us and support us, those assignments that God gives us not only become possible, but they begin to be released in our lives in a greater way than we could imagine. When we're aligned incorrectly, trying to accomplish those assignments, we're just being drained left, right and centre. Alignments for the assignment. Right now in the, in the world and something that, God has been showing Karen and I is that as we next level as a church, as we next level as a community, we are going to need to be aligned statewide, nationally wide with, with other voices, with other churches, with other people who stand strong, who preach the gospel, because we don't want to stick our neck out and be this little island, insulated island, who takes all the arrows from the enemy and has no backing, no strength. And says in Ecclesiastes 4.12, and though one can overpower him who is alone, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. And so I just want to encourage all of us, get connected with good people. We feel in this season as a church that we are to get connected with good people. We're going to tell you more about that in the coming weeks and coming months. Strategically, God's been showing us how we can align with the body of Christ in our state and in our nation very specifically. And so we want to share that more with you in the coming weeks and months. We're connecting with other pastors and leaders and we're out at a, uh, a state day on uh, Thursday this week with two to three hundred other pastors and leaders who, who, are, who are really charging on seeing great things. And we want to connect in more with those guys. Uh, there's a real hunger uh, and a real appetite for unity yeah. in the body of Christ. Um, and so we're, we're getting invited more and more into that and we want to bring you on that journey. Uh, but it's exciting what God's doing. It's really exciting. People are hearing about Harvest Church. People are hearing what's going on. They're hearing about our youth ministry, even our seniors ministry. Uh, and uh, all, all, all the aspects, Kingdom Warriors, other stuff. And, you know, God's given us an amazing place. But to go where He's going to send us, we're going to need to be three chords, not just one. And so we're going to bond in and connect in with the bigger body of Christ specifically and uh, we're really excited about what that looks like, what that means. And, uh, but also, even politically, you know that I was on Pat Mercedes thing on the weekend, and, and Pat's, he's out there. Anyone watch it? No, no one watched it. Great. One radical over there. It's, it's, 
God wants us to be a mouthpiece for righteousness, but again, as we step out, we want to be coupled. We want to be three chords, strengthened with other believers, other churches uh, in the city, in the nation. And so it's really, really exciting what He's opening up for us. And it means all of us being part of that wider network, wider connection, wider relationship. And so that's it's amazing what God's doing. But we believe it's really strategic for the next generation, And one of the things that you'll notice about what God's doing, even in the US throughout the university movements right now, is you can see our generation and up championing the next generation. And so it's not, I mean, they're not even letting our age group in on some of the meetings. It's like if if you're over 25, you're too old. They're not saying that. But you know what they're doing? They're saying this generation are carrying something. And God's doing something. It's for all of us, but we're not going to be insecure just because we've got some grey hairs. We're going to champion them. And we need to be a people who will do exactly the same thing. And we know you are already. But I just want to remind you, when God's on something, we want to go for it. We want to champion it. No one gets missed out. Everyone gets an upgrade. But it might mean us laying down our pride, laying down what we're comfortable with to steward and to champion whatever He's doing, whatever He's doing, whatever age bracket. And so we're willing to do that. And and we're just looking on going, wow, God, do it here. Do it here. Do it here. But we know when we're connected, three chords all around the state, all around the nation, it's so much more powerful because we feel as leaders, we need that. We need friends in ministry. It can be really isolated. You know, in a, in a church like our setup, sometime we've got a school in the same setting. We need more wisdom. We need more input. And so that's why we're getting sharpened by other leaders. We're seeking them out. We're going, all right, how can we do this? And, and that's what we're feeling. God says, connect in, connect in. Three chords. Three chords are so much stronger. And so we need that wisdom. We need that input with other leaders. And we're hearing them talk and we're like, wow, they're talking our language. They're talking our language. And so you, we, we'll share more about that, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just, it's, it's corporate and it's personal alignments. Pray about alignment for your assignment and who God's placed around you in this season. And it's interesting on, in the pastor's day, uh, just as we wrap up here, one of the things that they shared was when God called Abraham to leave his family, Lot went with him. Lot was his family, but in the end, Lot ended up causing a lot of issues in the, in the future plans. Sometimes in the season that you're in and with the assignment God's given you, not every one from where you've been is called to go where you're called to go. So if you're in a new season or a new place or if God's given you a new assignment or vision, begin to pray about who God has to surround you and support you and uplift you for this season. It may be different to the past season. The people you've aligned with in the past may not be the ones that God's calling to align with with where you're going. Pray and ask the Lord to surround you with the right people to see the assignment on your life and the vision that He has and the dreams that are upon you to begin to support you, encourage you, pray for you and with you in that. It is corporate for us, absolutely. And it's also individual with what God's placing on our lives. So why don't we stand together this morning? Yeah, this... We just want to sing. We want to see revival. And we want all of you guys, we know you're so hungry, not for food, (laughs) but for God to move.
for God to move in your life, in your family, in your home, in your workplace, in your street, whatever it is, we are a hungry bunch of people. And so we just want to really pray and cry out to Him this morning and just sing these words together. We want to see revival. We want to see revival. Lord, we want to see You breathe on our lives. Help us to dream. Help us to hope. And so I want us just to sing this together this morning. Let's close our eyes, lift our hands and let the guys go for it.